Christian Parenting. This is Chris and Shelley, and you're listening to Rocking It Grand. Join us each week as we talk about leading the next generation with faith, purpose, and vision. Welcome to Rockin' It Grand. I'm here with my good friend, Shelly Tomlinson, and we are here to talk to you today. What we love to do is just talk to you about raising our families and influencing those kids around us and, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes along with with, um, with raising kids, raising mm-hmm. families. So today, Shelly's brought a topic that I really love. It's called the power of a pause. And that, okay, just stop and think about that a second because... What we couldn't do when we were kids is hit a pause button on anything. I mean, really, we couldn't. Like the radio was going, remember? And there was there's no pause, nothing. No, there's rewind. no, no rewind. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. What it went and then it went. Mm-hmm. And so I actually use that pause button so often. Now, like late at night, I have a husband who walks 10,000 steps a day. So I'm throwing this topic out here. Now, if it's cold outside, and as snowy as we had in uh, January for us, which is never happens, he will do those 10,000 steps in the bedroom at night while I'm trying to like watch a few minutes of the news or whatever. And so often he'll, while he's walking those 10,000 steps, he'll also think of things that he wants to tell me that has happened in his day, which is great and awesome. So now I can just hit that pause button and let him share what he wants to share and then he'll go on. And you couldn't and do that when I we were growing up. You missed no. whatever was no. happening if what you hit pause. What I probably would have said back in those days was, honey, I'm trying to watch yeah. a show. Right. You know? Right. So you have brought this topic to us about how important the pause button can be on different parts of our life. Oh, and right? how important it is for I us to that. learn to use it. Like mm-hmm. you said, that it's there and it's available. Right. To realize that it's available. You know, we opened the last show, Chris. Um, if I remember correctly, we just kind of did a little recap of the um, the family situation that we are both in. So we talked about you and all your grandchildren, which are 14, mm-hmm. 14. and my six grandchildren. And that can translate into a lot of noise and a lot of people talking to you because our grandchildren love to talk to us and that's wonderful. But what I have noticed is that they love to talk to us all at the same time. Right. Right. You still have the littles (laughs) around and I remember those days. My littles, uh, 12 of them are right at the same age, it seems like. Mm -hmm. They're not really. They're spread out. But I think uh, when Avon was born, John Luke was eight. I think they're within eight years, Mm -hmm. 12 of them. And so, yes, I was like that. They They all want to talk at the same time. Something at the same time. And if you get them in the car going anywhere, it can be a complete chaotic and you feel like the traffic stop the traffic cop trying to direct all the traffic Mm -hmm. yeah and for the parents and grandparents that are listening to us i think of the young mom that's out there and she's got all the kids you know and they're all talking to her just want to help her realize that to to reach for that pause button and to recognize it's there because not only do our kids and our grandkids talk to us and they want to talk to us all the time but chris they need to they are developing life skills that are important so what we don't want to do 
is uh, use the type of pause button that that turns into just a stop. You know, right. just okay, that's enough. I can't, you know, I can't hear you. And that's no. eventually what we get. That's to what we do <laughs> if we don't use right. the pause it's button. Like, it's like that show we had last year. It's like the pressure cooker. He right. eventually you're just like <laughs> just shut it off. Escalates. Right. Yep. But there's another way, and that is to learn to use the pause button so that you can mm-hmm. stay engaged with your family and with your friends without having the overload. So here, I like that. the ones that I brought to us today are a few that really work well for me. And before I get into them, I just thought, had a thought. One reason why we don't want to not use the pause button, and I, I said that, um, a, a double negative there, but one reason that we want to, Chris, is because they want that attention. And if we do not learn how to moderate the conversation and, and you know, calm things down, hit pause and address things, they're going to get it negatively. And that's what happens by default. Right. We don't mm-hmm. want that. We don't want the child acting out to get our attention because we didn't give it to them. Right. So And kids will do that. They'll do that. So as the parent and the grandparent, we, we are the authority that says, no, I'm going to use the pause button so that I can keep the conversation going without going crazy myself. Which is myself. really <laughs> like what I said about with uh, my husband, too, Papa. Mm -hmm. The kids call him too, Papa. When I pause it, it's because I want to engage with him Mm -hmm. too. So I'm able to pause this other thing long enough for me to also, also let him know that I'm interested in what he has to say. So the pause button becomes very valuable. It's a tool for good use. It is for all of our relationships. Now, the first one, the first tip that I want to talk about in this is to pause for one-on-one time. Mm -hmm. And this is for me, I want to talk, uh, let's just address it with our grands. I have the in-town grands. I have four that live near me, and then I have two that are out of town. Now, for the in-town grands, what that looks like is that I have learned to invite them for one-on-one time. You know, they they need that so much, that interaction where they're not having to compete with their siblings. And so I will take them out to lunch. They call mm-hmm. it their lunch date with Keggy. That's and right. I will take them out. Now, the grandgirls are hilarious, Chris. They doll up for this. This mm-hmm. is a deal for That's them. So you know, they have their little yeah. cute little shoes on. So we go out to lunch, and then I take Weston, the, the boy child, and, you know, he doesn't doll up, but he's looking forward to his day. Yeah. And we have that time where we're out to eat, just the two of us. Now, in a family setting, when it's their parents and all the siblings around and they're wanting to talk to me at a restaurant, it's hard for them to do. Right. But if I take them out on a one-on-one basis, we can sit there and they have plenty of time without someone interrupting them to learn how to articulate their thoughts. For the grands that live in Houston, that's not really um, something that I can do. So what that looks like is meeting them at their school for lunch. Right. And sitting down with them and they can kind of separate from their class and we can have that lunch date. But it's looking for those opportunities and it doesn't have a have to be a lunch date. Um, you know, it can just be having them over at the house. But just giving that grandchild that one on one attention so that they don't feel like they're under pressure. Do you know how hard it is when you feel like you have 10 seconds to say something and then someone's going to interrupt you? That's, right. That's how our grandkids live. If yeah. we do not realize yeah. that they need that intention, they can't operate under that kind of pressure and learn people skills, learn how to talk, learn how to articulate, learn how to have a conversation. We can help them That's if right. we just give them that one-on-one time. For you, um, Chris, I wanted you to maybe 
talk to it from the parenting angle. What could that look like for our parent I that think so. can't, you know, go get the grandchild? One of the best examples is uh, my brother-in-law, when his kids were growing up, now they're they're married and have children, but when his kids were growing up, he took the, the son out on Tuesdays and the mm-hmm. daughter out on Thursdays, morning breakfast every week. And they did that their whole 12 years of school. We did not start that with our kids because I was a teacher. I went to school with my kids. Yeah. So it was a, a different kind of thing. But I loved wa- him, watching him walk that out with his kids year after year. And then after his kids were gone, um, he would take, and somehow he got, he and his wife got where they would take Sadie out. Sadie yeah. would go out to eat with them on Wednesday nights before church. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a special time for her now to still remember that she did that with her aunt and uncle. Yeah. So you don't have to be the parent or the grandparent. You might be the aunts and uncles. Like the other day, I texted my niece. She's a nurse practitioner. And I said, can I get your boys after school and take them to the mall to eat? And then to a basketball game. Of course, she was delighted. It was a plus for her and it was a plus for the children. For me. And then the kids, it was so fun for me because uh, my sister picked them up for me and brought them to the mall. And they came running to the food court like Mm -hmm. they were running to Disney World. You know, and we were just going to (laughs) Chick-fil-A. But that one on them knowing that I said, I want these two by themselves for an hour. And then we're going to go to a ball game was huge for them in their lives. So we can walk this out a whole lot of different ways just by being intentional. It's back to that intentional parenting and grandparenting mm-hmm. and anting or whatever whatever we want to call it, the being intentional about the people in our lives and just thinking, okay, what can I do today or next week that will give some a little bit of one-on-one time or maybe one-on-two. Sometimes you can only mm-hmm. I rarely would get one-on-one with I had so many of them. But if I just had the girls or mm-hmm. the boys or or whatever, you know. But then divide when my, and conquer. Another maybe thing that mine. I did when mine were little, and you probably did this too, was before bed, I went in each one's bedroom. Oh, absolutely. Sat on the bed, did the prayers. How was your day? That was just a way to end every night. Of course, if you have a lot of kids, that makes it more difficult. But finding that time where you can just sit down and have that one-on-one time is Hugely important. I'm glad you mentioned that because the parents that are listening, you know, we we realize that what's on their plate and many of them would say to us, well, you know, I can't go get my child for lunch and have a one-on-one date. I mean, it's just not possible for me. And that is true. But what does apply is if you're at home where you can isolate that child, you can take that child. It doesn't have to be an hour long, but you can just an activity that they enjoy. For instance, when I'm in Houston with the Grands, Grant loves basketball. Well, I can, when he's out of school, I can go outside and be with him a few moments where he wants to be playing basketball, and then I can go inside and have some time with Connor. But just always being aware that that one-on-one time just really gives them an opportunity to feel that, you know, they matter, they're special, and what they have to say is important. And this is something I learned, too, as a young mom. It, It really, if you will do that first, give them some attention, they really don't want you forever. No, they but, don't. <laughs> especially as they get older, you know. Oh, that's, a, um, that's but good. It's, it's that it's just like all they really want is a few minutes of being mm-hmm. able to tell you something in their day or whatever. Then they're they're really good to go, and, and they should be. Mm-hmm. Kids, as the older our kids get, 
then we release them to go mm-hmm. do and be and do other things. Mm-hmm. But I learned that as a young mom, I'm like, oh, wait, if I just, the minute we come in, if I just like sit down and like, okay, what did you have? What, where's your homework? Let's look, let's kind of go through everything. Then they were like, let me go. You and know, you know that's released me. <laughs> right. I was going to speak to that um, later on, but you know, we just come and we just chat. So you don't yeah. even know that's no. one of the points I was going to speak oh, to. I'm but I'm ahead. so glad uh, you brought it up because you know we get to talking, and I may mm-hmm. have forgotten. But I remember Chris when I would drive up back in the day when my kids were in elementary school, and it seems like you know forever ago. I was an interior decorator. Yeah, and that, that I little would, bit of information isn't that I've, crazy. I know. You I would come that. home and I'd pick. The kids up from school, and I would have clients that I needed to do this, this, and this with. I'd have all these big fabric books that I needed to take inside the house and try to coordinate this pillow and this drape and all of these materials. And the children were getting out of school, and they were wanting to tell me about their day, and they were wanting to go home and, you know, kind of begin to relax and and communicate with mom. And I found out really quickly that if I left all of that in the vehicle. everything in the car, all the notes, all the fabric books. And I walked in without anything on me and I began to talk to them and we chatted or whatever. They would go away. Exactly like you're saying. They would want to talk to me for a Mm -hmm. little while. And then they wanted to get a snack. They wanted to go outside. They wanted to play. But they felt like they had, you know, had that time with me. Then you could go outside. Then I could go outside and unload the car and move on about my business. So I'm so glad you brought that one up. That's that's really important. Let's talk about this. Pausing the madness audibly. Mm. I can't tell you how uh, old my grandchildren were or how, uh, when I figured this out. Uh, Not as soon as I should have is what I'm trying to say, because (laughs) I remember I thought, why didn't I do this sooner? Literally use your hands. And of course, I use my hands a lot when I'm talking, and I notice you do too when we're sitting here doing the podcast. We use our hands, yeah, when we're doing a podcast. That's Yeah, I wouldn't believe how much is going on (laughs) over on the other side of this, but Put your hand up, just right. like a traffic cop. So, for instance, Carlisle and Emerson and Weston are all trying to talk to me while we're out to eat or, you know, we're at a family gathering. And they're, I can't hear anyone. And it's so simple, really. But I would just put my hand up, mm-hmm. just like a traffic cop. And the person that is speaking stops. The one that's being cut into stops. And the other children stop, and you can just say, okay, Emerson has the floor right now, but right. I'm going to, you know, I want to hear what you have to say in just a second. That. But it was something like, why didn't I think of that sooner? So I just want to remind everybody, you have hands, That's lift right. them, give the traffic stop signal so that you can say, I want to hear you too. You are next. And you know, then everybody will listen. This reminds me of... Um, I read this a couple of years ago, and it was such a good thing because when children, this is a little bit off of this topic, but we're just chatting. We're chatting, you guys, so (laughs) hang with us here. Uh, Another thing, another time you have to have a pause button in your life is when you're carrying out a conversation with an adult and a kid comes in the room, your children come in and they want to, you know, tell you something. And I read the best hint that this mama did. She taught her children that when they came in that scenario and they had something to tell her, that they were to put their hand on her arm and she would touch them, acknowledging that they would be next. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it acknowledges to the child, you are yes, seen. You're seen. I know yes. you have something to say to me, but it teaches them respect me that I'm having a conversation with an adult. But you're you're right there. And I thought that is such a perfect way to teach your children 
how to be patient and wait. I'm not sure how my mom did. I can't think back about that, but we never would have interrupted an adult. Mm, never. My own children the, the same way. And I may have done this unconsciously and have mm-hmm. read this hint later. Maybe maybe that's what they did for me. I'm sorry. I'm old. I'm so old. I can't remember exactly how I did that with my kids. But I think it, it would have been something like that because we taught our children to never interrupt when you're talking to an adult. And, and so I love this to teach them just to put their yeah. hand on you and you can put yours on theirs, acknowledging that they're there, but they're not to interrupt the conversation. And I do not think that is um, off topic. I think it's exactly what we're talking okay, about. Good. That pause is exactly what that we need to see and give them that skill. And I did do that with my children. When they would come in in a conversation that I was in with an adult, they knew to let me know that they had something to say. We would communicate. I don't know that it was, mm-hmm. you know, by touching each other or, or anything yeah. like that. But I would give them eye contact to let them say that I see you. Right. You know, I'm talking to Miss Rhonda, but I see you. Yes. And then bring them into the conversation because it gave them, again, that life skill that we're always talking about. You know, we're wanting to teach our children how to communicate when they're outside of our homes. I'm not sure if what? I held a finger up. Now I'm trying to yeah, think Yeah, maybe back, we held a finger but they, up. I know they didn't throw a shoe. Yeah. That no, we, we, don't, we couldn't do that. <laughs> didn't do that. It was something. But this but is what this you is don't idea. see. And I notice a lot of times now, maybe in talking to young moms, that they're on the phone and mm-hmm. they're talking to their children at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing shade at them, but what I'm saying is they're not teaching that child That's to right. respect the parent that is speaking. Yeah. And it's important that they learn that because mm-hmm. in adult in your adult world, then they grow up and they're having communication with people. And if they don't know to pause and let that other person speak, I think about right. a line that you, you brought to my mind. Um, if I quote it correctly, I read it once and it's always stuck with me. It says, it's okay to carry a conversation as long as you set it down every now and then. Mm, yeah. You know, so we Very all good. know the person right. that carries on a conversation without breathing. Without and a all pause the oxygen is, yeah. you know, sucked <laughs> out of the room and you That's can't right. speak. And even you and I yeah. could never do a podcast if we didn't pause mm-hmm. and let the exactly. other one speak. Again, you're teaching your children a life skill when you teach them how to pause because all of that involves those fruits of the spirit like patience mm. you know kindness Gentleness. all of those things are self-control in, all of that is yeah. what that pause button is all about that you're teaching them no you need to wait just a minute for us to move on and it yeah. applies completely. i love that and it, it applies to what we were talking about last um episode with the discourse that's in our nation, because it, the pause button is going to help us right. in social media, on our different platforms, mm-hmm. in our national conversation. When we talk about, you know, things that um, come heated, a lot of heated yep. discussion, if we learn to pause before we speak. Yep. And also, and this is what the pause button, I'm glad we kind of really circled around to this to end on, Chris. But what that pause does, it is allows you to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. that's the problem with the lack of communication that we have that's creating all the the turmoil is that when you are only speaking, um, when you're listening, when someone's talking, and and I apply this all the time, I'm always bringing myself back to this. I'm so glad we kind of circled around here. But when someone's talking, I will catch myself if I am waiting to say something. Mm-hmm. And I will tell myself that means I'm not listening to right, them. Right. Have you ever I heard of that? I yes. do it. I yes. say if I am 
just waiting for a pause so that I can speak, then I'm not listening. Obviously, I'm and not listening. Right. Yeah. And so I challenge myself to stop and mm-hmm. listen to what that person is saying and then speak when it comes my turn. That's right. You know what just hit me as I'm thinking this, and I don't want to keep referring back to the fact that I'm old, but <laughs> we didn't even know this She's is one of those old. new terms, pause button. You know, right? we didn't have that term. So what we were taught is respect. you need to wait a minute yeah. and be respectful of uh-huh. the person that's talking. Those are the words that were used to right, us. Right. But it, now it's easy to communicate that to your kids. You know, if you say those words, um, we're going to learn as a family to use the pause button in our life as we wait for other people and be respectful for other people. So, you know, this this is a new term that's introduced. But one thing as a parent, and even as a grandparent, you need to always remember is you can always sit down with your family and say, we need to do something different. Like a new sheriff is in town. Mm-hmm. We're just, we've just got to do something different. Like maybe you've noticed your children are talking without that pause button. Mm-hmm. So then what you do as a family is you sit down and say, this is something I've noticed, and I don't like how this looks in our family. So I want us all to work on this. That's okay. So let's talk about what a pause button yeah. does on a DVD DVD yeah. player. Uh, let's think about what it does if you're listening to some music and let the kids jump in there with that. And then you can just talk out and see the reasons we do that is because maybe we want to do something. We want to pay attention to something else for a few minutes. Let them, you know, talk that out. But anyway, I'm just Throwing this in here as a thing that anytime you see something going on in your family, don't think that you can't change it. You can't be something different. You can always change it. Kids are so so flexible. I love those family meetings. Recognizing that when something comes up, you know, you have a family meeting and discuss. This is how we're acting and this is how we want to address it and some things that we want to do differently. That is so Because sometimes moms, we do get behind the things and things get out of control. That mm-hmm. just happens. Mm-hmm. I can remember that as a young mom myself, I, when my kids were doing, I was like, wait a minute, how did we get to this point? We're going to sit down and regroup. And then we would have to sit down and regroup. Oh, you speak for all of us. There are yeah. the things that yes. we were going to do and the parents we were going to be. And yeah. I, I remember saying, I'm, I'm never going to scream at my children because I'd see other people raise their voices right. at their children. And I would think, I'm never going to raise my voice at my children. Well, I lowered it instead, and it sounded like a growl. You know, <laughs> be still. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> so we there are our intentions yes. and then what we actually do. But mm-hmm. having those family meetings, that's a great idea. I told someone the other day, in I think it applies to what we're speaking about, Chris. Um, I said, you know, and it was about someone that really we were wanting to help this person with the way they communicate because they do push people away from them because they, you know, um, they don't breathe right. when yeah. they're speaking. Mm-hmm. And I said, if only she realized when, and we could all apply this. And so I'm not going to say she, I'm going to say myself. I'm going to apply it to Shelly. If I think that I'm always being interrupted. Someone's always interrupting me. Then the next thought needs to be, that must be because I'm not breathing and pausing. Right. Yeah, that's right. I'm not giving them a chance to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. And, you know, it's sometimes it's the quietest person that doesn't get the opportunity because they will continue to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And so if you are the one that carries on a conversation well, 
Sometimes you might need to stop for a second and make sure the oh. other person, that's where you need to pause yourself and let that other person that's quieter just by nature have what a, a service. Yeah, what a service voice. to that yeah. other person. I apply that to my husband and myself, which Phil is, you know, I'm the loud, outgoing, rambling, you know, talking person. And Phil is E.F. Hutton. When mm-hmm. Phil speaks, everybody listens because he always comes up with right. something really wise because he's <laughs> yeah. not a talker. He's, a, you know, a quieter man. But one thing that I've done throughout our married life is that I recognize that I'm louder and I talk more than he does. And so what I do, because I deeply love the man, is when we're in a setting, you'll notice that I'm going to stop and I'm going to address Phil. Yeah. And, you know, with whatever I'm saying, because it's my way of bringing him into the conversation. Not that he needs it. He's perfectly fine sitting there because, again, he doesn't have the need to just run his mouth the way his wife does. But (laughs) um, I I like to show him that respect by addressing him. And we can all do that Mm -hmm. for the people in our circles that have a harder time or are not as quick to speak, I would say. We can just stop and bring them into the conversation. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, great topic today. Um, Wow, go back and think about that with your family, with your life. I mean, have you used the pause button lately, not just on your words, but on your actions too? Uh, Is it time to just pause this while something else happens for a little bit? So great topic. We we hope that you've gained something from it. Uh, We'll be back next week. Um, Look forward to our time together. Shelly and I always enjoy just getting together with us And then we're happy that we had to share it with you guys. We'll be here next week. Come join us.